Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. Thanks for listening in today. Regardless of what you believe, where you come from, or what questions you might have, you are welcome here. Our mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. If you want to partner with us, or if you're interested in more information, head over to brave.church to find out more. There you'll see resources to help kids learn more about Jesus, discussion guides for this talk, as well as ways our Brave Compassion team is responding to needs in this season. To catch the full Brave release, including worship and other updates, check out this talk on YouTube. Now, thanks for joining us. We hope this talk helps you find and follow Jesus. Aloha, aloha. I have always, always been a fan of Brave Church. I see the colorful, multicolored purview of generations. But you know, I have had an enduring friendship with Pastor Darren, Pastor Tracy, Samuel, And Isaac, as a matter of fact, I remember when both Samuel and Isaac were born, and I could tell you what they looked like a few days old, oh, maybe a few weeks old, maybe a few months old. And to see the growth of those young men through the decades of our friendship with Darren and Tracy have been remarkable. But more remarkable has been Pastor Darren's and Tracy's raising of their sons to become players of impact in advancing the kingdom of God. Now lead pastor, Samuel Laws, and what about Isaac, the son who looks like a movie star that has the name of the promised seed, the promised son, promised to Abraham. We talk about a legacy of faith passed from one generation to another. Uh, When we talk about a legacy of faith, we think most, at least I do, about the father of faith, Abraham. And that's where we're going to be as we enter this moment together, both at Dublin and in San Ramon. And we're going to start with this. Destiny is only fulfilled if we do not settle. And we'll say that again. Destiny is only fulfilled if we don't settle. When I see the start point of Pastor Darren and Tracy, Samuel and Isaac, all the way to where they are now and consequently Brave Church where you are now. I am inspired and honestly, I'm a little jealous because we see the promises of Abraham bestowed on them through them, Brave Church to all of you and as we'll end today, through all of you. Now, we know that Abram, before he was called Abraham, father of the multitude, Abram had no children, and he had a father named Terah. And Terah was the one who heard the divine mandate to move out of where they were, a place of stability and security, of wealth, of prosperity, of comfort, to go into another land, and they had no idea what that would look like. But they obeyed. And so we pick up the story here in Genesis chapter 11. Scripture says, Terah took Abram his son and Lot the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, and they went forth together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. The days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you or through you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Now, 
Abram's father began the divine journey, but there was a pause. There was a stop. And the stop turned into settling. We do know, history tells us, Bible history informs us, that this is where Terah, Abram's father, dies. Now, whether they settled there for a good season because of adversity and grieving, we do not know. But what we do know is this. The Lord had to then speak what he spoke to the father, Terah, to the son, Abram, to leave where they were, where they had settled, and continue the journey towards the promised land. In their grieving, they were in danger of settling. But quite often... Adversity becomes the hinge point to destiny. We have been in a pandemic for a year and a half. This has been a hinge point that has created a pivot that could face us towards the negative or point us towards the positive. Brave church, you have pivoted well. And I believe our God has seen fit to reward you and point you towards your next steps of faith, which brings us to the second insight we find from the narrative of Scripture here, and that is the journey begins with a step of faith. We saw that. We saw that. They left where they were, but continues in a walk of faith. The Apostle Paul said this in the book of Galatians in reference to this whole episode. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham and the Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, in you or through you shall all the nations be blessed. And so then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. The gospel is mentioned here. The, the gospel of the announced good news was first announced to Abraham. God sets the tenor of truth in the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, and the gospel was meant to go through Abraham throughout God's people and to the rest of the world. This was God's design. About the gospel, the apostle Paul said this, I am not ashamed of the gospel or the good news, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. Other translations say faith to faith, implying a clear progression and growth. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. In other words, this would happen only through a lifestyle of faith, of trusting and believing God. This call to Abraham, to Abram, then Abraham, is our call today. What commission God gave to Abram, Abraham and his people was, was simply a prophetic picture of what God would call those of faith, who have the inheritance of the Abrahamic covenant. It was simply a prophetic pointer to what the church, the community of faith, those that believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, would inherit today. It would be our commission and our assignment. Now, the walk of faith consists of steps of faith, but seasons will come, and they can come suddenly, and we've seen this through COVID. We've seen this through the events of this pandemic. Things can change and shift in a moment. The question is, can we grab on to faith, let go of fear, and shift in the direction God wants us to? Isaac is born. Abraham is 100 years old. 
His name has been changed from Abraham to Abraham. He is now a father of a multitude, except he has one son. You got to start somewhere. And 13 years go by. Abraham is having the time of his life with the son he has always dreamed of, Isaac, the promised seed. But then on a day like any other, the Lord speaks to Abraham's heart, indicating that it's time for a change in season. And now he whom Abraham has celebrated, has cherished, has embraced and rejoiced with, the son of his dreams God will call for in surrender and sacrifice. Familiar story, but let's go there. Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. Now, Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife, and so they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father, and he said, here I am, my son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. And so they went both of them together. And when they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind them was a ram, caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went, he took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. And so Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. Sometimes the walk of faith will turn into a leap of faith. Seasons change. Seasons come when walks of faith will require leaps of faith. And quite often that season may come upon you and I instantly and suddenly. Situations occur in life that are beyond our control, not only COVID, but just other events of life. And the thing we want to understand is for those who are of faith, who walk in faith, who have stepped out in faith, who've taken steps of faith, we know this. God's got us. When he says to leap, you can leap. Do you know why Abraham took the leap? Because he had heard what his father had heard. Abraham heard the voice of the Lord just as his father, Terah, had sensed the leading of the Lord. And something marvelous and miraculous happens when we step out, walk forward, and take a leap of faith based on a word from God. Brave Church, you exist because Pastor Darren and Tracy stepped out, took steps, left a comfortable land of many acres in another place, to take on a hard assignment in one of the most difficult places to have church in all of America, Northern California, in the Bay Area. Now, as we look at this, Abraham says this. He said, 
we, Isaac and I, are going to go and worship. That's what he called the sacrifice. We're going to go and worship. He fully, full well knew this was an act of worship, that the son, the miraculous provision from God that was given to him came from him. And now when God calls for him, he also knew that in the nature of God, as Hebrew tells us, God does not contradict his nature. That if necessary, the Father in heaven would resurrect his son from the dead. And he didn't, he didn't, you find no hint of woe is me or the established exaggeration of sacrifice. He says, we're going to come back. We're just going to go worship. Abraham's faith had been informed and truly formed. And lo and behold, something we can take encouragement from. God provided the true sacrifice for that moment in this test of faith through a ram that came up unseen from his backside. God provided, but it took faith to grasp. You know, faith says it is essentially the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the one thing Scripture says pleases the heart of God. It is the evidence of things not seen, but the concrete, concrete manifestation of things hoped for. Abraham stood unwavering and unflinching. And God provided the ram, and he returned to his people with a son that would become the legacy of faith moving forward, taking the promise of the gospel into his next generation. Step of faith, walk of faith, leap of faith. Without that faith, we cannot please him. And yet the Lord backs up his word and his guidance with his power, his provision, and his strength. Abraham's call is ours today. He's called us to inherit everything he promised Abraham. Abraham became wealthy and prosperous. He had many, many children after passing this test with Isaac. He indeed began to see the multiplication that was promised him, but he had not seen it till he made 100 years old. The Bible says he considered not his body incapable. He was 100. His wife was 90. I mean, come on. Who has kids at that age? But he chose to keep his eyes on God's promise. You know, sometimes Scripture says in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, familiar passages, we have to trust God not with most of our heart, but with all of our heart, and lean not on our own understanding, because then we soar into a realm of faith that's just unbelievable. Pastor Darren and Tracy started their church called Heritage Church, their first church, back in 1994. One week before we started, Faye and I started our church back in the month of October. And we were like twins growing together, and we were in each other's pulpits, in each other's terrain, and there blossomed a unique parallel friendship. And of course, I saw the birth of their son, Samuel and Isaac, 
And I saw the growth of the church after the birth of the church there. I saw their home, the acreage, the beautiful, large mansion they lived in. I mean, I called it a mansion because in Hawaii, homes that size like would be into the millions. They, I thought to myself, Darren, Pastor Darren and Tracy, Samuel and Isaac have it made. They had a beautiful church. They engaged a building project. I was part of that, asked to come in and, and help to raise funds for it. And it became a statement in the city where they were in. But I remember distinctly when he called me and, and he said, you know, Norman, remember when we were in college, the college age in our mid-20s, we talked about the dreams that God would call us to that would require the faith that would come from God? He said, well, you remember the time that I saw that the Lord would eventually call us into the Bay Area, the most, one of the most difficult areas in all of America to minister there, maybe plant a church there. I distinctly remember that because I thought he was crazy. And as I rehearsed this moment here, I realized he was paving the runway for a pivot. He says, well, we're going to leave what we have and the land that we own and the church that we have raised up, and we're going to make a move for making an impact in the Bay Area. Part of the logical makeup inside of me went, are you sure? But then, isn't that the Abrahamic covenant? That you leave what you have to gain what is greater, and you know that's always going to be the best when God has said to do just that. Tira did it. Abram did it. Abraham, after his name was changed, he experienced it. And in my mind, I began to go through the Rolodex of Scripture and realize Pastor Darren and Tracy were simply obeying the Lord as difficult as it would be. A son with cerebral palsy. Tracy battling gallantly and winning the battle for MS. A father with rheumatoid arthritis. A mother who has battled cancer for decades and is unflinching in her faith. Life has not been easy for Pastor Darren and Tracy. But then again, God never calls us to something easy. He calls us to something challenging because then he gets the glory because he brings the rams up the backside as we exercise faith. Well, they packed up their stuff. They sold their home. They, they liquidated everything, and they left what they had to gain what was greater, except they couldn't see it yet. I remember distinctly that en route to San Francisco, getting the call, they were promised a huge historic church there in another city, a bigger city. And then at the last minute, the offer was rescinded. U-Haul behind their automobile. Everything they owned packed up in a mobile journey. And he said, I guess, knowing God is controlled, he did what he did to get us out of what we had, but now we have to really trust him. And then, just surmising that they had to plant a church from scratch, yet not having any contacts or people that they knew, they said, we're going to put our nose to the grindstone, knowing that there are no accidents when it comes to God. And then, there's always and then, a ram comes up the backside for Darren and Tracy, and a church, a struggling church, led by a wonderful pastor, makes them an offer. You can have 12 acres, 
you can have whatever structure we have and plant a church. Because he said, my calling is in another area, and I've been studying you. Darren, I've been observing you, and I've looked for the right person to inherit the land. And you're the guy. I remember that because it was a part of that. I remember talking to him. He said, can I trust this guy, Darren? What kind of guy is he? This guy was 6'6", and I'm 5'5", on a good day. And as I had a conversation with him at a restaurant, I went to myself. This is an absolute miracle provision from God. And it has everything to do with the influence from God that Pastor Darren, Tracy, Samuel, and Isaac were called to. Twelve and a half acres overlooking the San Ramon Freeway in Northern California. Are you stinking kidding me? We're not talking in the middle of Nebraska or Kansas where land is cheap. We're talking in the most fertile, most financially challenging area. God just opened the heaven and said, because you've obeyed, bam, here's not only a ram, here's a big time ram. Woo! Well, the church went from virtually nothing, that's what church plants do, to over 800 people in just a handful of years in a difficult, difficult area. And then, of course, the pandemic hits. The world is paralyzed. Everybody is trying to make sense of life in a suddenly a new season and a constant pivot. You talk about transition, and we're still in it, aren't we? Well, you, you would think that it's time to settle. Just everybody gets secure and becomes stable. But you know, the Lord had spoken to Pastor Darren and Tracy, Samuel, and Isaac that there would be another ram coming up the backside. They would come become another gift of inheritance, of more land, a greater promise. Wait a minute, in the middle of COVID? Are you kidding me? And it did. And now, God has provided Dublin. 60 acres to go with the 12 acres. A building that seats 950 people. Five schools on 60 acres to train multiple future generations. Elementary school, middle school, high school. And those who wanted to bequeath it, the wonderful people that, that really led of God with great generosity, said, will you take it? Will you receive it? In Dublin, Northern California. When I heard this, I, come to this I came to this conclusion, and I want to leave you with this today. You have been blessed, brave church. San Ramon and Dublin, you have been blessed to be a blessing. And the symbol of schools being on this land says, like with Abraham, your impact will go to multitudes. One generation to all future generations. You're going to have an impact, not only locally. You've been given the land and the resources and the promise. The blessings of Abraham, if I might add. To have national impact. International impact. The worldwide pandemic 
has set a stage for you at Brave Church to have worldwide impact as well. And may the gospel that Abraham first heard, the gospel that was first announced to Abraham, may that same good news not only go to you, but through you. In the days to come, you're going to have to take more steps of faith, to be sure. But remember, always on the backside, God's got some rams. For those of you that are in Brave Church, Brave Church is not the land or the buildings. Brave Church is the people. And in Dublin and in San Ramon, God has ordained that you be a part of this great work for the wonderful things that are going to happen in the days to come. Your children will experience it. Your grandchildren will experience it. That is the stuff of the Abrahamic covenant. And if you will continue to move forward in faith, you'll see the amazing things. I'm sure you've heard of the trapeze artist, but I'll, I'll close with this. Trapeze artist, you've got the, the flyer and the catcher. So you've got the person who lets go of the trapeze as they swing, they let go, and they need to hang at the peak of suspended animation and just simply in faith, without fear, wait for the catcher who lets go of his trapeze to catch him. The worst thing that can happen is if you're in suspended animation and the peak of uncertainty is try to catch the catcher. Because when that happens, there's a disconnect and then bad things happen. Some of you are in that place. You've been in that place. This has been a challenging season. You're in suspended animation. But understand, if you will maintain the position of faith, God will catch you. And He'll take you, swing you to your other side. Brave Church, great to be with you. Great to be a part of the narrative that is involved with seeing you leap into your future. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord make it happen. Thanks for joining us for the Brave Church Podcast. If this ministry is impacting you, please consider giving to support what God is doing through our church. For questions or to get connected, please visit brave.church. We'll see you next week.